0: Welcome in. It's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're safe. Hope you're healthy. Uh, Fourth of July weekend. Hope it's all going well. You're staying, you know, social distancing, wearing your mask, all that stuff we have to do to stay healthy because the COVID virus is sneaking back in on us and we need to fight back as much as we can. And joining me today, my friend, uh, John Abusak, who's the development and communications manager for Ronald McDonald House Charities of Denver. Denver, John, how you doing?
1: I'm good, Murphy. I wish we were sitting face-to-face today, but it's so so nice to talk to you, however yeah. we
0: do it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When we first started this, and it seems like this whole thing with COVID's been going on for years, and it's only been, what, maybe four months since we really started doing strange things? But we have managed to adjust as far as broadcasting is concerned. Thank, good for, thank goodness for technology that we're all different places, but we can still talk to each other. And basically, when we do the recordings like this, we can't see each other, but we work through it, don't we?
1: We do, we do, yep, whatever it takes. You know, we need to stay together, work together, and be strong, and, and just get through this.
0: And we are, day at a time, let's just not get crazy now, and we're getting a little sloppy because things are beginning to open, and we still need to be careful, and that's going to take a team effort to do it, and I think we can manage right. that. But I often think about Ronald McDonald House, you know how special you guys are to my house, or my heart, and Bonneville Broadcasting because we do a lot of work with you and uh, do special fundraisers. How are things going at the houses? And now there are two for those that don't know, one downtown and one over in Aurora, but how are you guys holding up?
1: That's right. It's, it's very different there, Murphy. I'll tell you, it's, it looks and feels a little bit different, but we're still keeping families with sick kids together. We're still continuing on our mission. Um, You know, unfortunately, COVID isn't the only sickness out there. So still families are having to come to Denver to get treatment for their kids that are hospitalized with serious issues and are needing a place to stay. So um, when this all happened, we had 102 families um, in the house, and they had to make the decision because of COVID that as families checked out, uh, we we didn't let anybody new in. So we took that time then to deep clean the rooms and do some repairs that were needed, But over time, those 102 families, of course, have slipped. Um, And it's only now, really, that we're starting to let new people back in in a very slow and phased process, um, being careful as we do it. So
0: that had to be interesting. Well, interesting, but how difficult, because you guys are sold out both houses almost every single night helping families with sick children. What did those families do?
1: that was very different too and still is very different frankly so um the first thing we had to do unfortunately is stop any visitors from coming in the house so that then meant no volunteers no volunteers helping us which really is you know like another arm for us oh yeah are able to save so much money just by these volunteers coming in and and helping us where staff would actually step in so um that was the first thing we had to do then of course we had to shut down all community spaces within the house so Any areas where families would normally gather and work a puzzle or watch television and get to know each other, all had to be closed down. So furniture was removed from those areas and in some cases locked off. So now families were asked to either stay in their room, use the laundry facilities as they needed them, or go into the kitchen um, and make a meal and then bring it back to their room. So we really sort of lost that sense of community, which, is unfortunately, but the good part is we still have been able to provide a, a place to stay for these families at no cost.
0: Well, it's fantastic what your work do. And, and and for those that don't know, and I don't know how they don't, but they might not know, tell them how the Ronald McDonald House works and how you help people and the costs involved, because it's an amazing situation you guys have over there at both houses.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, it's um, our mission is simple and much needed, but really we just provide a place for people to stay when they come to Denver to get medical treatment for their hospitalized kids. So their social worker will refer them to Ronald McDonald House and they are welcome to stay at Ronald McDonald House for no cost as long as their child is being treated in the hospital. And our facilities are located uh, within walking distance or a short drive from hospitals so that parents can be real close to the kids that are in the hospital and it, it just helps with that healing. And as I said, no, we never charge a family for staying and they're welcome to stay as long as their child's in the hospital.
0: Well, and like I said just a few minutes ago, you're sold out almost every night in both houses, aren't you?
1: Yep, we are actually. We have room for 118 families every night between our two facilities, one in Denver, one in Aurora, and yeah, we run at close to 90% capacity every night.
0: So when people do come on board and yeah, you do need a little charge, but if they can't, as you just said, if they can't pay, they don't pay and they there's no I've often been asked, "Well, how long can they stay?" Explain that.
1: Well, really, they can stay just for as long as their child is in the hospital. So once the child is released from the hospital, we do ask families um, to go on back to their own home so that we have room for another family to come in. Um, But, you know, it could be our average length of stay is about 25 days. But in some cases, families are there for, you know, the better part of a year, depending on, on what the situation is with their child.
0: Well, I've met families in my doings at the houses, families that have been there years, plural years. Yes. Yes. Yep. I don't know how they survive that because almost every case, the families are split. Uh, Some parent is with the child that's ill, but yet they may have other children's. There's jobs involved and they're at home. And that's probably the hardest thing I see down there is the split family situation, isn't
1: it? Yep. I agree. A hundred percent. It's tough because dads have to stay home often and keep making a paycheck while mom stays or vice versa. One parent stays, one parent works. Um, And then oftentimes siblings can't stay. So you've got kids at home that are going to school while you're here um, with your child that's in the hospital. And as you say, if, if it stretches into months or years, it becomes very difficult. So we do the best we can, and I think we become a second family for a lot of these families, but certainly it isn't quite the same thing as being at home.
0: Well, the the big point you made is community, and that's a big part of both Ronald McDonald houses here, the one in Denver, the one in Aurora, because when people come home, and I've seen this, they come home from a day of being with a sick child. I mean, they're exhausted, and the house is full of parents doing the same thing. Maybe not the same situations, but when they can sit and talk and maybe share a meal with people they don't know, they become best of friends and stay friends forever, don't they?
1: They do. Yep. That's the really interesting part of of what we provide. We, you know, we often say we're a a soft bed and a hot shower and a home-cooked meal for these families. Um, But what comes with that is the other families that are in the same kind of unimaginable situation that really nobody else can understand. And so, as you say, to be able to sit with them and break bread and gather some encouragement to keep walking the path that they're walking is really invaluable.
0: And I'm just curious, by the way, we're talking with John Abusak, Development and Communications Manager, Ronald McDonald House Charities of Denver. Um, Because you don't always charge people, where's your financial help coming now? We've done the fundraiser. I hope we're going to be able to do one in fall again like we have in the past here with Bonneville Broadcasting. But where are you getting your support?
1: So that's been the hardest part of COVID, COVID, Murphy, I'm telling you. We really rely on the community to um, support us. So it comes from businesses in the community, and it comes from individuals in the community. Um, And we've seen, like all nonprofits, that giving has kind of been on a decline. Yes, it has. So it's been tough. Um, And then with that, we have three fundraisers that we do every year. And as you said, we pulled the Radiothon off last year, and Hopefully we'll have it again this year as we get closer to Christmas. But um, one of our larger fundraisers is our Storybook Ball, and that normally happens in May, and we've had to postpone that. So um, we're looking towards October with that, and we're very hopeful that we'll we'll be able to have that either virtually or in person or maybe a combination. Um, And then we have a summer block party, which is scheduled really for late July, and this year we've had to move that virtual as well. so Yeah,
0: that's crazy.
1: There are ways, there's ways to be involved with that for sure, but it it certainly isn't the same as showing up and coming to the event.
0: Well, I have to tell you, John, just this past week, I did for two different charities, virtual galas.
1: Okay. And
0: they were extremely financially successful. One was completely pre-recorded for an hour. And the one I just did on Saturday night for Cancer League of Colorado, part of it was recorded, part of it was live. And it was a bit of a challenge, but we found, and I think the reason being, like at the gala situation in particular, when you take people that want to help Ronald McDonald House, you put them in a ballroom, they're paying for a dinner, they're wearing tuxedos, they're paying for uh, parking, it's a lot of money coming out of their pocket. But th- we found that these folks that are at home watching a stream on their televisions in their t-shirts and shorts, drinking their own beverages, eating their own food, The money they would have put in to a gala at a hotel, they now are just given to the charity. And we raised an extremely large amount of money both on uh, last Thursday and last Saturday, two separate fundraisers, one for Juvenile Diabetes and one for the Cancer League. So I think if you guys pull that off right, I know it's a lot of work and it's a challenge it could really financially help the Ronald McDonald House. And, hey, if you need my help, I'm, now I'm like a pro at virtual fundraising. I
1: know. <laughs> I, that's also encouraging to hear, Murphy. And, I. yes, let's do talk later about that because that it really is a concern. We think, you know, we know we're going to probably have to do that. And, and then there's just this big unknown, like everything else, you just sort of hope that, we could raise as much money as we did.
0: Well, we'll, we'll so talk about really that. That's I encouraging. Because, yes, I, yeah, it yes. was. And both organizations were extremely pleased and surprised at what they raised to help their cause, because you're right, the nonprofits now, and you don't hear enough about the nonprofits, how much they're struggling during the COVID pandemic. And that's why we like to talk to you and say, hey, we need some help. So if people are listening now and they can want to help Ronald McDonald House, what do they do?
1: Well, there's lots of ways to get involved. So one of the things that... um that they can do that's really kind of fun and easy is get involved in our summer block party as i said Um, instead of attending a big event this year we're asking folks to host either a virtual or a in-person small gathering with a fundraising component for ronald mcdonald house so if you want to sit out front shut down your street and have a little neighborhood block party of your own um, you know we can come up with help you come up with some fun ways to raise some money and send it straight to ronald mcdonald house so that's one way and you can Folks can learn more about that by visiting our website at rmhc-denver.org, um, and and there's details there on how to host your own summer block party. Um, but another way that we really have seen people step up, and it's much needed, um, is by donating either catered meals or money for catered meals for our families. So when we stopped our volunteer programming or paused it temporarily, we still are wanting to provide meals for our families. So that is something that we've committed to do. Unfortunately, it's not something we budgeted for. So while we're providing these meals, um, you know, it's, it's taken a hit on our budget. So we're asking folks to, if you would plan to come in and make a meal, maybe have one catered in instead. Um, and so people can go to our website, rmhc-denver.org, and make a donation and just indicate that they'd like it to be for meals for our family or they can call us and and talk it through with our volunteer coordinator, and she's got lots of good suggestions about places to um, call and have that meal catered.
0: That's a great idea because I was going to ask you that question too because we've been involved too with bringing meals over, and that is so important for those families that come back all day sitting in a hospital room, and if you've ever done that, it's exhausting. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it surely is. And they come back, and there's a bunch of volunteers that have brought a meal, and it just puts a smile on their face, doesn't it?
1: It does. Absolutely. And, you know, we we often think, well, they don't feel like making their own dinner at the end of the day. This is a nice thing. But the truth Murphy, is that they won't make a meal. So they probably just won't eat. So, yes, if you want to put a smile on their face, if you want to make them feel just a little bit of relief, that's the way to do it. And. Really, it could be McDonald's or, or it could be pizza. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It's no. just a meal.
0: And, and if they missed their dinner, more than likely they've been sitting in a hospital room. They may not have eaten all day at the hospital. So they could certainly... That's app- exactly right. Yeah, they don't. So that certainly would uh, appreciate a meal if you can help out. So go to the website and check on that. Now that you're beginning okay. to open up again, are volunteers coming back? Are you t- letting the volunteers help you?
1: So, no, not yet, unfortunately. So part of our slow refasing plan is um, that really we're going to have to see a downward trend in COVID cases for close to a month before we can start allowing it within the city, before we can al- start allowing volunteers back in. So at this point, no, um, you know, we're hopeful and we can't wait and we sure miss our volunteers, but um, right now we're not allowing them back in the house yet.
0: Well, you got to be careful. You really have to be careful, especially with all the different people that are the families that are coming and going every day. And I'm sure you got sanitizer everywhere and you're cleaning these places down 24-7, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. We're being really safe, um, you know, safe as we can with all of this. So everybody that comes to the house actually has to have a mask. And that's just um, staff and families that are staying there. Those are the only folks allowed in. So everyone's required to wear a mask and we're taking temperatures as you come in and then, yeah, being extremely cautious with all of our housekeeping protocols and wiping everything down, as you say, every time the copier is used, for instance, we wipe it down and sure. kitchens are cleaned, you know, over sure. and over throughout oh, the day. Oh, I'm sure, and, I'm sure. Yes.
0: Well, yes. John, keep up the good work over there. John Busack of uh, both Ronald McDonald houses, Aurora and downtown Denver, and we hope people begin to step up and help you out with the financial cause. And thanks for joining us on Mile High Magazine.
1: Thanks for having us, Murphy.
0: You bet. Anytime. And thank you, guys. Don't go away yet. I'll be right back with our weekly visit with Dr. John Douglas of Tri-County Health. What's going on with the COVID in Colorado? It's Mile High Magazine. We'll be right back.